Welcome, everyone, to the Sickos Committee Podcast. This is our podcast for March 5th, 2023. Tonight is our triumphant return of our commissioner. He has been in the weeds. He has been in the wilderness wandering, but he is back home. We're happy to have him back. Kamish, what's the good word? <laughs> uh, I'm very tired. I'm just going to say that. A lot of sleepless nights. A lot of different share, things you want, that have. You want to share your news? Happened. You can share it. Sure. I mean, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I will speak with the wife after this to see if she's comfortable with it, but yeah, um, we, we can cut here or not. But I, I welcomed a baby girl um, a few se- a few weeks ago. A few seasons so, ago. A few, I don't even know what day it is, man. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know for sure. I just know to, I I've met up with somebody who um, one of the committee members who came in the, to town and we we ate and I, I kind of just broke it down by I know what day it is when it's it's uh, all I know is it's a weekend or it's not a weekend yeah. that's all I know <laughs> do I have to wake up to take the one kid to school or do I not so that's the only thing that I have differentiation going on right now I really wanted to do this because it's fun. And the, you know the little one is sleeping along with the, the wife, so hopefully I can go through this recording and just try to, I guess, talk to normal people. Yeah. <laughs> well, not necessarily normal people. I was just no, saying, that's that's that we are normal. I missed we you guys, can... so oh. uh, <laughs> we're gonna limbo right under the bar of normal. Yeah. <laughs> This is, this is the wrong podcast to call people normal. Everybody gets offended. <laughs> yeah, this is the only place where we all get offended. Wait, who's talking about normal? That's not us. No. What are you talking about? We're sickos. Let's go. <laughs> well, we've also got special guests. I guess at this point, you guys are no longer guests. You guys are semi-permanent members of the podcast. We have Pit Girl and Beth. Champions. Pit Girl, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. I have no specific takes outside of happy sunday and welcome back commission of course beth how are you i'm good apparently i'm at war with stanford because a tree tried to kill me this week there we go <laughs> did you did you anger them in a previous episode at some point did, did we do that we've angered everyone at this point yeah okay. probably i mean I, I remember you insulting like little tiny saint olaf in in minnesota so you know if they're choir sure weren't, so, if they're choir weren't shit she wouldn't have said anything yeah like, listen, bring your A games, guys. Maybe tune. I don't know. Just saying. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. oh, man, so spicy, so spicy. Well, Kamish, since you're back, I know you're going to get some things off of your off, uh, off of your heart since you haven't been able to share those things with us. So yeah, yeah. I mean, what you, what you got in the, on deck? All right. The the wife gave the go ahead to tell everybody where there we're we go. Okay, with it. so we're good there. Cool. Uh, we can cut there. Um, so you, you I'm talking it all about, in. It's fine. Leave it all in. I don't care. You know, yeah, like fine. I did it first and did ask the wife for permission after and then just say, hey, I can cut. No, I'm leave, not cutting anything. Yeah. Leave that shit in there. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's like he asked. He did it without asking. What a horrible husband. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is always better to beg permission, beg forgiveness than to ask for permission. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. Sure. She said yes. So we're good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You sound so like a Pac-12 we, um, commissioner. That's right. You know, again, put us on some sort of streaming network. We're good. Ion, let's go. I mean, seriously, God, can we talk more about Scott Bakula? But um, we, know, really, we've been, we went super heavy on Scott Bakula for about two weeks, and I'm not sure why. I don't know. It just kept happening. Like the, the world revolves. I mean, we quantum leap back into Scott Bakula again yeah. here. So yes, let's do it. Um, oh, maybe we can find our way home in the podcast. So no. <laughs> 
So there's a few things you guys talked about, which I didn't get to talk about. I didn't put this on the notes, but y'all got to talk about the Brian Ferentz 25 point thing. Mm-hmm. I'm so mad. <laughs> like, I yep. wanted to talk about it. I got some tweets off. I got some tweets off. I, I'll do that. But I want to discuss that further. We'll we'll leave that be. I uh, like everybody's talking about doing a point counter. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's going to be a point counter by like so many social media things. Oh yeah, for the Brian Ferentz point counter, but. We're good there. You talked about the realignment of the SEC. And one thing you guys forgot to do is, you know, point out that I want Vandy to become Texas's Kansas in the SEC. I want the vaunted Vandy offense to just take down Texas for no reason whenever they play them. You know, unexpectedly. Good memes, too. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's been X number of days since Vandy beat Texas. Oh, so good. Yes. Uh, hey, guys. Boat cow I, wars. If, let's go. If I told you that Vandy and Texas have played 12 times, what do you think that win-loss record is? 9-3 and three Vandy. Yeah, 10-2 Vandy. Ooh. I don't think they've played for a long time. So I, I, I'm going to say, yeah, you say 9-3 and three Vandy. I w- if Vandy was 12-0, and 0, we would always be tweeting about that. Uh, so that's definitely not the case. But in, in my dreams, it would have been. So I, I'm going to say I'm going to say Vandy... Seven, five, and one. There's got to be a couple ties in there, right? Oh, yeah, it's 12 yeah. times. Seven, yeah. four, and two, uh, one. Let's do that. So close. Eight, three, one. You oh, do that wrong. Okay. I knew that was a tie. Eight, Come three, on. one. Yep. <laughs> Eight, the last time they played was 1928. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> that, that's, I mean, that was back in the days of the actual vaunted Vandy offense. Yeah, in so. 1906, Vandy won 45 to zero. I so, feel like the Hoover just, administration was probably good times for Vandy for lots of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree with you there. Yep. It was the roaring 20s of the Vaunt Vandy offense. Mm-hmm. That's right. So that's I wanted to bring that up. You made a lot of different references to me trying to get ULM to do different things here to see mm-hmm. if I was successful. There were, the last one, I think, was mentioning me trying to get ULM in the NCAA tournament, regardless that they lost in the Sun Belt. Uh, at one point, they were tied for the lead in the Sun Belt, and then they lost seven straight. I'll do it. <laughs> and then the first round of the uh, or the second round of the Sun Belt tourney, uh, they, they lost. I think it was to Georgia Southern or Georgia State. So uh, the NCAA declined to allow ULM. I am working with the CBI, you know, the College Basketball Invitational, to please invite ULM. I don't know if that's going to happen after we get Detroit uh, Mercy in there. Yeah, Detroit Mercy versus ULM. Play them two together. That guy will definitely get the record for sure. I, I, I guarantee that. And all the eyeballs will be watching ULM men's basketball uh, just because they're there playing the role of the Washington Generals. Yeah. And uh, as, as I mentioned earlier, I am tired as hell. I'm just happy to be back. So thank you so much for having me back, you guys. And I, I missed it. So let's get moving on with the show. And um, remind me to never decide to paint my kitchen cabinets again. <laughs> how did you feel how did you feel about the new utah flag do you have any flag opinions because I, I i had lots of flag opinions i have flag opinions like the utah flag like the the beehive bevel yeah, was very great. nice the bevel was great uh i think somebody in our mentions wanted us to talk about how bad nebraska's flag is and it's, it's like the worst flag and then somebody in the mentions below i don't know if this is true or not that they flew the flag upside down for 10 days in a row and nobody noticed so, and then I'm looking at that seal and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I mean, you can get away with that. Nebraska was in distress for 10 days and nobody knew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happy Scott Frost Day. Again and again. Speaking uh, of Scott Frost. 
Oh, at some point we will, uh, we're also going to be do we'll be covering all, all the pledges to state flags. Cause once I went down that rabbit hole, it was great. Okay. My, my current favorite one is the South Dakota flag pledge. I pledge loyalty and support to the flag and the state of South Dakota land of sunshine, land of infinite variety. I've got, I've got some, <laughs> I've got... Wait, wait. there's infinite variety in South Dakota. Yep. There's Are we flat, sure? and then there's different flat, and then there's some well, hills. There's, there's, that's there, it. There, that's there, that's there, infinite. They're hills and they're black, uh, apparently. So that's mm-hmm. about it. Hills. Yes. So yes, we'll be redoing a lot of long episode. I I may I may end up doing the uh, a state pledge quiz where I take out the name of the the state and make you guys guess which state. <laughs> there's also come. There's also some that require you to dedicate your life to those like. Like I will die for this state kind of pledges, and those are really intense. Okay, so yeah. maybe going forward, we'll do some like one on topic uh, college football general sicko stuff, and then a completely off topic episode, uh, one a week. Just change it up in the yeah. off season. What the hell not? Pit girl, are we ready to announce our our devilish plan? Oh, Uh-oh. born ready. Yes, we do have, and we've mentioned this on the show previously, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but into in addition to Pennsylvania town pronunciation challenge. Beth and I have devised a bonus round for that, which is two Pennsylvania towns and a lie. So stay oh, tuned for that. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can hear the evil laughter from Beth right now. Oh my God. I get to see it. Like she's just loving it. I'm so, so fucked. So wait, wait, wait. I'm ready for this one. So whenever y'all want to spring this, let's, let's do it. We'll switch it up a little bit for the off season. Let's do the, let's do the on topic. As far as we're on topic, which we're rarely, but general college football, college sports vicinity area. And then we'll, we'll definitely switch it up and, and do something just wild and crazy just because I like it. who the hell cares? Let's just have some fun. Yep. Like we have spent an embarrassing amount of time coming yeah. up. With... This is going to be good. Okay. <laughs> we, have to make, we have to make an actual Google Doc at some point. Yeah. Rather than just have it be a horrible series of messages. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll also we'll also make sure that we bring in at least one more player for this one, so we got at least at least a three person. Good, I like this guys. Good job, bravo, bravo, bravo. Uh, I look forward uh, to it. I want to start with some Formula One talk, and I'm going to remind myself to insert some Formula One sounds or here. Uh, I thought, by the way, that my Road to Toledo sound little musical sting was great, but Kamish said. It was something. I'm just gonna say I liked it. It was a, but I'll come up with a better one for our Formula One segment. It's like like, who wants to be a millionaire music. That's what I was trying. Like if 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 someone tried to take the humans wants to be a millionaire music and just compose it very poorly on a very cheap MIDI synthesizer, that's what it was supposed to be. Do you want me I, to just like grab a trombone and just like? <laughs> actually, actually, I have a trombone. And I, may, I have a trombone, and I may do that. I, I've got one like right there. <laughs> I, I said it was interesting, but you I know what you something. I know what you fucking mean by interesting. I know. Okay. I'm not I'm half asleep. I'm just looking for words, man. I'm Come not on. fucking I I get what you mean by interesting. I know. I've been around enough. Thank you. I've called people's compositions interesting before, okay? I know what that means. All right, I can't say interesting. Right. Oh god. That's... This is interesting. Oh. I know what that means. Oh, All this right. This this uh this piece for three and a half hands for piano. It's a really interesting piece. Yeah, I've said that before. Okay, just say it. Yeah, you I guys no made some interesting choices. Yeah, those are interesting choices. Anyways, 
best part about today's race. First off, it was the new season. Uh, this is the first race of this season. Had lots of new drivers out there. It's lots of drivers in new cars. First off, Aston Martin had a great race. They were looking really good. Old man, Fernando Alonso, 41 years old, ends up in the points. Oh, uh, wait, you just said old man, and th- th- he's my age. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yep. okay. Oh, feeling that age. 41 oh, yeah. years old. Ooh, mm-hmm. having some fun. He looked, and he and he looked every bit of just old, tired man at the end of that, too. He was very happy, but just very tired. The more entertaining thing is that Ferrari's car decided it was doing too well and just stopped moving. <laughs> we're, do- we're doing this again, guys. Charles Leclerc was in third place, having a really good race behind the two Red Bulls, and then his car just stopped, rolled to a dead stop, power unit issue. And this was after, during qualifying, pieces were coming off of his car. This is like classic Italian sports car. Uh-huh. Beautiful. A plus. No hey, notes. listen, whatever you have to do to cut weight, I get it. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me of like old Top Gear episodes where they would get you know, three Ferraris that you could get for under a thousand dollars and they would just literally shake themselves apart. Yeah. Like drive it through the Okavango Delta. Yep. Exactly right. And this was exactly that. You couldn't have written it better because we were all joking about this. And then the thing happened. (laughs) The car just stopped going. And so wonderful. And Charles, poor poor Chucky Leclerc is just, you know, He's a young kid. He's young and he's just so pissed off. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him because I'd be pissed off if my car just stopped too. Mm-hmm. People were saying like, I wouldn't trust Charles. Le- I think, I think Alex Kirchner said like, I wouldn't trust Ferrari to drive me to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't disagree. And that's, that's tough for me. My, my kiddo, he, he's a huge Ferrari fan because his favorite color is red and he loves Carlos Sainz. And so when Leclerc went down, I'm like, oh, God, please, Carlos, please, please let his car keep working. And my favorite thing that my, my kiddo says about Carlos Sainz, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's from Spain. He calls him Carlos Science. <laughs> like, he can't say his name right, so he's Carlos Science. You know, being a Ferrari fan is excellent preparation for being a Pirates fan later in life. Oh, he's oh. already got a Pirates hat, so he's, he's good yeah. to go. You know, I don't. I don't put my weird, awful fandoms on my kid. Okay, purposely don't do that. My I dad did t- it to me. It's. It's. You can it, stop passed. the cycle. You can no. stop this. No, it's not happening. We're we're just we're stubborn. We're we're going forward. God. He did it to me. He passed his name on to me. I did the same to my kid. Absolutely. He's getting the Pirates fandom. Don't do this. He's getting it all. You can he let him be a Houston. Let him be an Astros fan. No, no, don't Rangers do that. That's fan. Awful. See, like I grew up as like a Pirates fan by birth and a West Virginia fan, and then whenever it came time to pick an NBA team, my dad sat there and watched me pick the Pacers and just let this happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy See? you didn't pick the Sixers or the Cavs. Yeah, oh, no. that's true. Absolutely not. Other fun bits. During the pre-race game, the pre-race walk, Lando Norris, who's his first year for McLaren, clearly the car had not been going great during qualifying, during uh, testing. They asked him, is the car difficult to drive or is it just too slow? And Lando's response was, it's both. <laughs> Wait, it's, not his just... first, it's, it's not his first year with, with McLaren, right? Is it, it's is like it his not? third, right? I thought, he, I thought he'd switch this year. Hold up. I thought it was third. The best part of the podcast, Sicko's Committee Googles thing. Yeah, That's right. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
<laughs> Never mind. No, he's been he's been with no, so he's been with McLaren for like six years. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, was, sorry, yeah. Uh so the let me, driver for McLaren is new. That's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah, so so Norris is like, yeah, no, it's it's hard to drive and it's slow. <laughs> great. He ended up in eighteenth. <laughs> so things are going great. Wait, he ended up in eighteenth with count it six pit stops. That's right. Almost s- hit the record. S- the record for most pit stops and and, and this they only run 57 laps so uh that's I, I i can't do math right now so is yeah. that like almost every eight laps he had a pit stop basically he he ended up two laps behind i said 18th it was actually 17th because i forgot that esteban ocon basically got pulled when he got in the pit because esteban ocon got a penalty for something and then while serving that penalty managed to get another penalty and then another penalty so <laughs> It just kept piling on, and it looked like at some point Alpine was just like, "No, we're stopping. You're not doing this anymore." It's penalties all the way down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lastly, Lance Stroll came in sixth, even with broken wrists and toes, and coming off surgery. I did not. I did not know how recently he had the bike accident. That was only two weeks ago. He okay. had surgery about ten Whoa. days ago on his wrists and toes, or his wrists especially, and was driving today. Okay. And came in Under- sixth. Under the influence of what? I assume oh. massive amounts of Toradol. Once again, we're back with an, to enough Toradol to to stun a moose. And, Seems safe. And then <laughs> he clipped um, Fernando Alonso, his teammate, at the very beginning of the race, and they did not tell Alonso what happened. <laughs> they, Alonso did not know it was Lance that hit him, and basically they said nothing to him. And at the very end, they're like hugging real big because – Again, he did not know at this point. I wonder what they told him. There was a picture on the no context F1 mm-hmm. when Alonzo, he got third and they go to the little area where the, the, the podium drivers, the top three, they, they go there before they get on the podium and yeah. they're showing clips from the race and Alonzo's looking at the screen and there's an image of Lance hitting his car <laughs> right in front of his face. So I think that's possibly where he first found out that Lance hit him and essentially in the, I don't even know it was the second turn of the race. Like yeah, it was real. It was real early. <laughs> so I think that's when he found out it, it's not going to take his smile away because <laughs> the race is over. Oh, I, I'm, oh. I'm so glad F1's back. God, I, I, I just want to, I, I just want to, I want to shout out the Aston Martin, I guess like the team principal name. Uh, it, it's, it's Mike crack. Hmm? That's it. Mike crack. That's all I wanted to say. Gonna let you guess, Mike Crack with with a surname like Crack, uh, nationality, English. This guy has to be the most English man alive. Huh? I I'm I'm gonna say he's Dutch. Dutch? Scots. All are wrong. He's Luxembourgish. <laughs> That's not real. He's you Luxembourgish. Can the whole country, not real. He might oh. be the whole country. Did you know there is a <laughs> Luxembourgish diaspora? <laughs> That's right next to the Netherlands. I got to get partial credit. That's like a trip to the store. <laughs> is that the one where you can route the whole country? Is that Liechtenstein? That's remember. Liechtenstein. That's okay. Liechtenstein. I get, I get all my micronations mixed up. Yeah. Luxembourg is like comparatively large. Right. It's, it's bigger. Yeah. yeah. I have a I have a board for the board game Power Grid that is the Benny Lux nations. I also have a board game called Thurn and Taxis, which is about the development of the German postal system. And I believe Luxembourg is one of your options there for paths. So there we go. I have weird board games, guys. I'm shocked. We will we will dip our toe into college football now, which again is theoretically what we do. 
First <laughs> off, the NCAA has prohibited drones from flying over the playing surface or team era area while teams are on the field. And I feel like this is lame. Yeah. Two questions. One, how high up does the drone have to go before it's not technically within NCAA airspace? Yeah. Oh. Do we need to and get the FAA involved? The NCFAA? <laughs> Don't give them any more power, please. <laughs> um, and two, please tell me that they're going to begin arming one of the referees to shoot down drones. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you've entered a restricted air airspace. We're taking so it down. I, wanna, I want I want the ref that's on the sideline that controls the TV timeouts with the giant orange gloves to have a drone rocket launcher if he spots one. So oh the goodness. orange glove man has a new responsibility to shoot down any drones or anything like that. It, and if they hit it, they get the like the painted rock with the runes, like the one guy who shot down a drone at a Renaissance fair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The, tur the turnover bazooka. I like this. <laughs> You're telling me that that's not something that Army doesn't already have. I wish. We found. I did find out this year that the arm was. It was the arm versus bowl. Whatever the one Baylor played in. That that trophy was made out of you know parts from Lockheed Martin from all five areas of their thing. There was like a tank part in there and yeah. a spaceship part in there. And yeah, oh yeah. You cannot tell me that the entire Big Twelve would not be thrilled to add anti-aircraft weaponry to their arsenal yeah. how how great would that be it's already to, the shootingest con to have conference to yeah, yeah the red raider running out you know with anti-aircraft fire but pistol pete pistol pete you know oh, jesus okay you know what <laughs> pistol pete is not licensed but i don't think you have to be in oklahoma so it's fine doesn't matter i just want a pistol pete logo with a rocket launcher now so. <laughs> okay i'm gonna try that i bet you i can make that work let me try that <laughs> I, I've, 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 been wanting, I've really been wanting to get into editing Pistol Pete, and I think this may be what drives me there. I think that's the episode title, P Pistol Pete with a rocket launcher. <laughs> I, which is, this whole thing is funny because one, I mean, we have other football conferences like the USFL that are like, nah, man, all we do is drones. It was FCF, <laughs> the first time we watched FCF, like all they have is a drone and the drone operator couldn't follow the ball. It was great. Oops, all drones. Right. <laughs> and what is the sky cam but a drone? Yeah. On strings. It's like a yeah, it's, it's a drone. Yeah, it's a drone. A drone. This is also just imagining like somewhere between here and seventeen seven seventy six, you have drone football, right? Like yeah. we we've we haven't reached satellite football yet, but drone football could be coming soon to an earth near you. I know what they mean by drone here. They mean the little like quadcopters, but in my mind, it's also predator drones. Like, yep, yep. That's that's the that's exactly what I see over my head, though. <laughs> my Gundy won't like that. Yeah, no, God. <laughs> Government coming for him. He knew no, it. No, trying to hit the drone with his rocket launcher arm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, Get absolutely. Him, Pistol Pete. Get him. <laughs> Another predator drone buzzing. That's the, the, that's the, the government pistol, speaking. Pete. Government's coming for us. <laughs> That's the Pistol feds. Pete. Pistol Pete would not be the only person shooting at that. No, no, no not in Stillwater. No. <laughs> God, we've slandered Stillwater. We're doing good, guys. So we love tell, Oklahoma me, State. <laughs> tell me about, uh, tell me about the South. So first off, I love the new Substack thing we're doing with the, oh, what yeah. happened to this conference. The first one, the border conference, I'd never heard of it until we just started like doing that poking around and immediately became one of my favorite conferences. And a lot of our followers were like, this conference makes sense. Like mm -hmm. this is a, 
geographic cohesive conference and it makes total sense and a lot of fun teams in there yeah that was that was one of the the most interesting ones that i i found again just poking around on the internet just just half asleep you know just looking at stuff and i i came across a wikipedia it says uh list of defunct college football conferences how do you and, and how studied. do you not stay on that page i don't i mean there are so many i mean tons <laughs> I, I just my eyes are wide open and it's like three in the morning whatever um so i find a graphic and it's just like the, the border conference i'm like what what the hell is this i find like a little newspaper article from like 1942 which you know of course i, I had to bevel uh and, okay. and put that in there so i started figuring out what was going on i'm like how long did this last and i was like there's no way it lasted that long and i'm like oh it was almost like 30 years and so i started digging and further and further i actually reached out to the connection i I made at new mexico state so and i was like hey is there any way you could find like an actual like border conference logo because there was nothing online he was unable to find anything so it was just just something that i just decided to dig and, and do that 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 conference was incredible to me because once once it broke up and where they're at now they're all in different levels of of college football which there's not like a conference that's like that right now so like you know there's there's three power five schools there's three uh you know g5 schools there's an fcs school there's a division two school and there's a division three school so that that one was was great so i started pulling the thread on that i was like let's let's do some other ones and one of the you know, committee members blue, he was like, let me write about the Southwest conference. Yeah. Uh, let, let's write about that one. And so he wanted to write about that one. That one's going to be coming out on Monday. So whenever this drops, it'll, it'll probably be tweeted on Monday. Uh, sign up for the free Substack. We'll talk about basically what we do is we kind of break down what happened, how, how the conference formed, how long it went, went on. We'll list uh, who was the champion the most of the conference and then give you like the timeline on when it started to break up. And then when it finally, you know, basically met its maker and and no longer existed any longer. So we'll do that and we'll throw some fun graphics in there. The Southwest Conference will be coming out. I have the Yankee Conference uh, in the hopper already. And then there's another one which is kind of associated with the Border Conference. It was called the Skyline Conference. That one also um, looks fascinating. That, I saw, that I saw a preview of it, yeah. That one's a lot of fun too. So that'll be coming in in the next three weeks. Just just sign up for the free Substack or just look at the Twitter. We'll tweet it out. I think I'm, I got them scheduled for Monday, coming out Mondays, and just they'll, they'll do that. Uh, we'll also finish up. I got two more pieces. So we'll do part ten uh, of the where in the world is this coach? Where I just followed the Wikipedia pages of these coaches that just just hop from job to job to job and just the, the most journeyman I could ever find. I got Mr. Ron Zook coming out. Hey, I know where he Tuesday. is. I've we seen, I've seen him is. recently. That's right. Mr. He's, Mr. he's DC and CL right now he's for the Sea Dragons. Dragon, which oh. is a weird, a weird connection that he made to get that job essentially. So there's like a point in his career where he come back and circled back to the team like 20 years before how he keeps finding these jobs. So I'm starting to like, I guess do that, you know, the Charlie from it's, yeah. it's always sunny. just pulling the strings. Like how did these guys keep finding these jobs and just pulling the thread. And I did that one a little bit more on, on Zook. That was good. And then the last one I'm going to do is Ted roof, um, which yeah. Ted roof is the current DC of Oklahoma. So I, I'll definitely be doing that one. And those, it's just a lot of fun to just, you know, I know we tweet, 
and that's what we do. But I mean, I made a free Substack just to just do something a little bit more longer form. And a lot of the committee members do it. And I enjoy just putting it out there. And if you want to read something and, and not do any work at your job, it's it's a good time killer. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So I want to talk about some research I did. My favorite, my favorite YouTube account, a college football historian, posted the 1981 Blue Bonnet Bowl and posted my favorite ref I have ever seen. Girl, I know you saw this. Beth, have you seen these gifts? Yeah, mm-hmm. they are. They are great. He is. He sells every moment. The minute I saw him do the first ball start, and saw him do his little, like really crazy arm twist, and then he turns when he does the first down and locks eyes with the end zone. God, it's good. I'm and- so upset that he didn't sue Billy Blanks for stealing his typo moves. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He was absolutely on fire. It was the whole game. I scrubbed the whole video. And every time he got a call, it was that to the very, he put on a show. The best part, a theater major. Oh, oh mm-hmm. he had real strong theater major energy. The best was we, we posted this and someone was like, oh, that's Dixon Holman. I was like, I, okay, sure. And he had, we've started finding out more about him. Uh, he was actually a judge. He was on the Texas Second Court of Appeals. And he has this very long history in North Texas. He has a he has a park named after him in Arlington. <laughs> he let me find the good quotes here. Through relentless work and discipline, he rose within just a few years of college officiating, first in the Southland Conference, and eventually in a short time becoming the senior referee in the Southwest Conference. He refereed six bowl games, including the Orange Bowl, two Sugar Bowls, the Aloha Bowl, Blue Bonnet Bowl, and Independence Bowl. He served as president of the Southwest Football Officials Association and wrote annually, illustrated, and published, quote, Dixon Holman's Football Referees Handbook. So I've been trying to find a copy of this book desperately, and I can't find it. I checked WorldCat. I checked all the libraries. I'm going to have to dig a little deeper, but I'm going to find this book. He was also one of the first instant replay officials for the NFL. Wow. But my favorite part, while working in Dallas, he watched the November 22nd motorcade carrying John F. Kennedy and Governor John Connolly. After Governor Colony was wounded during the assassination of the president, Dixon wrote the governor whom he had gotten to know when Mr. Connolly had served as a lawyer in Fort Worth. Wow. Hope you're doing okay. So Dixon Holman, 1933 to 2015. Yep. He had a long ass career in a bunch of things. He was a judge a lawyer and a football ref who had the absolute moves. I wonder what it is about people in the legal profession being such emphatic referees between him and Ed Hochuli. Like we have been blessed as a species. Uh, hold up real fast guys. He was, oh, that, four, he was 48 by the way, when he was busting those moves. Oh, wow. Good for him. Yeah. There's hope for me. There we go. <laughs> people were saying like, Oh, it must've been because that's, you know, back in the day they didn't have, the audio for they there was a very poor bit of audio like they were definitely trying to broadcast what the ref was saying it may be one of the first versions of it because it was cutting out pretty badly but it was it was a lot of fun yeah anyways that game was i, I it was the, the game itself apparently was interesting because michigan i think leveled ucla in that game and michigan was in a blue bonnet bowl which is a very weird place for them to be anyways it had to do apparently both ucla and michigan that year lost dropped their game to the rival of the very end that kept them out like the national title game mm-hmm. and they and they got knocked down to like the blue bonnet bowl but yeah good times did you guys see the uh uga fan post <laughs> on the message board 
I did not. Okay. Oh, you should. It's very uh, good. Yeah, I, it's in, it's it's I, in the it's in the doc. As soon as I saw it, I was like, "We are talking about this on the podcast." Thank you to our friends at Message Board Geniuses for finding these things, so God. we don't have to look at message boards directly. People mm-hmm. people think that we're insane. Like the stuff that we go through. I, I this today I tweeted out like XFL stats, and some and one of our followers was like, "Why do you guys do this to yourselves?" <laughs> But there are some places that even we won't tread, and that's usually most message boards because I I just don't have that I don't need that energy in my life. Mm-mm. The uh, this is from UJSports.com. The title is "Who are the young, oldest and youngest opposing fans you've barked at?" <laughs> Going to be hard to beat me. <laughs> I once good. barked at a cousin's newborn the day after it was born because it was swaddled in an Auburn blanket. In the late 90s, <laughs> I barked at a World War One veteran who was 102 but had ruined his dignity by wearing a Florida hat. I was not allowed to visit my great aunt again at that nursing home. <laughs> I don't care if this is real or not. It is, it is canon in my head. Oh my God. Yeah, Georgia fans, this is canon and we're never letting it go. Absolutely. Just imagining like being like, you're in, you are a newborn. You have been born yesterday. The world is already confusing and now someone is barking at you. A grown man. A yep. grown man is barking at you. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> I just let me let me just give you the 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 poster's name NASCAR dog, mm-hmm. and his oh, heading. Beautiful. He is a diehard supporter and a and gold, a gold member. member, gold member of UGASports.com. Dear God, I think I mean it's also, going to be hard. To one of the visible likers of this post's handle is Realistic Ugafan one one nine one v two point oh. That means they got banned somehow the first time, oh, yeah. probably. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> what does it take to get banned on a, on one of these message boards? It's a great question. I I assume, like I remember people used to get banned at, like on the old something awful forums, and that was hard to do. Mm-hmm. You paid your five bucks, and you were basically there for life. So I don't know what what happens here. I really want to believe that there's 1,190 other realistic Ugga fans. That's not true. That's not true at all. You know that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Nobody believed in them this year, all right? Oh, okay. Right. That's going to be, I'm absolutely not going to believe in them next year. That's my, that's going to be my thing. I absolutely do not believe in them. It is the official position of the Sickos Committee that the University of Georgia is not, in fact, real. We poverty do not program. believe in them. It's mm-hmm. a poverty program. Georgia Tech is the one true program in Georgia. Who has right. more national titles? Mm-hmm. Just saying. I think Georgia It'll Tech be. does. I'm not sure, actually. Hold up. <laughs> Make sure. I, I could I could probably confidently claim that Georgia Southern does, but you know. Well, yeah, I mean they're yeah, yeah. they're the real team. That's all right. Sometimes. Until they got Brian Van Gorder in their system. <laughs> Once that's in your system, you just can't get it out. The parasite. Yeah, you just gotta burn the whole house down. He's in the walls. I can now picture Brian Van Gorder actually being in the walls. Hey, hey, can I can I can I, can I run your defense? Can we blitz here? Hey, let's blitz here. He's he's like Bruno from Encanto. Like he's mm-hmm. there, you know he's there, <laughs> making friends with the rats. Now I want to know if they actually won a title after Van Gorder was there. No, because they were they, that's after they switched to FBS. I think. No, so they they bumped to FBS in 2013. Yeah, and Brian Van Gorder was there in 2005. Okay. No, their last title that they had was in 2000. They have six. Okay. Well, I, they definitely have. That's right. I forgot. I forgot. It was Paul Johnson who got them all those titles in the late 90s. Yes. 
God. And Jeff Munkin. Yep. Willie no, Freeman's there, too. Sorry, Jeff Munkin I'm never right. got a title. I'm going to drop a picture in the chat because I just Googled Brian Van Gorder and this is the picture that came up. <laughs> that was that was before he was hired by Brian Kelly at Notre Dame to run the defense. <laughs> and also Brian Van Gorder was the second person I did on Where in the World Is This Coach? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you Google him and it's Picture of him in Jets jacket, picture of him with Notre Dame polo, picture of him on the sideline at Notre Dame next to Brian Kelly. Uh, and those are just the ones that I can see at the top of the page. Uh, I'm going to drop uh, his picture from Georgia Southern because it's it's really good. He, he he lasted a year at Georgia Southern, oh, yeah. by the way. Oh, that is oh really God. good. Yeah. Dude. Oh, that's very what Georgia that? Southern. What was that haircut, man? Uh, got, yeah. it's that, why does he have the Kirby Smart haircut? But shorter. <laughs> it is a full. It is the full cut. And also, I I'm always gonna I'm whenever we talk about him. Is that I'm, like I'm, part of the Georgia acclimation project? Like you yes. move in and you have to have the haircut for a little while. You have to have that haircut and that mustache specifically. Oh Why my is god! Why is that not a meme? That needs to <laughs> be a meme. This is always Makes my favorite. <laughs> this is always my favorite picture of him. It's so good. It's the one of him in Notre Dame gear, being like, yeah. The sound he's it's, making is the sound that ma- that made Howard Dean no longer able to be president. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cut out his head and put it on the sicko face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, I have another good one from when he was at Louisville. Oh, good. Podcasting is a visual medium. I'm going to be, I'm going to throw all of these in the thread. It's great. What did you do what is this i don't know why it tasted as a link ah! i'm sorry well that's good that's also great he's hollering also the link doesn't oh hey <laughs> it's we're great. so good at technology so good at technology yes, guys okay <laughs> van gorda posted speaking of uh speaking of good at technology <laughs> scott frost had his twitter hacked <laughs> yeah he did i was uh, okay so i'm on the account and i'm like what is scott frost tweeting about because of course and, we follow and, him and he's of course, we follow Scott Frost, but like he—I don't think he's tweeted ever since we've been following him. And then all of a sudden, like I see a tweet from Scott Frost, and, and his account is locked. And I'm like, "Who is this? Is this really Scott Frost?" And then I think it was Amy Just, who is the Nebraska reporter that we follow. She was just like, "Scott Frost's Twitter has been hacked." <laughs> you mean to tell me that he's not giving out autographed laptops for Scott Frost Day? That's, he is not. Uh, I, the, I very badly wanted a $600 MacBook. I, I have 10. Scott Frost's tweet when he was hacked said that he had 10 MacBooks that he will personally sign himself that you can purchase for $600 and free shipping. First come, first serve basis, and all proceeds will be going to charity. My DMs are open if interested. I and then. I- and then he quote tweeted it. All MacBooks are still available. <laughs> like forty minutes <laughs> later, like nobody took him up on the offer. <laughs> Let's sell out, guys! It's for a great cause. I so a thirteen-inch MacBook Air right mm-hmm. now, which it looks like that's what that might be. It's kind of hard to tell. Usually retails for um, twelve hundred dollars, which means so that a deal. when you. When Scott Frost signs something, its value is cut in half. <laughs> I mean, oh. I mean, that is some car lot depreciation for, right there, my friends. He signed a Nebraska contract, and the value of that program got cut in half. So yeah, <laughs> yo, that's oh right. my, that's absolute savagery. I love it. 
Nebraska, get better, please. Like, we're just, we, we want this for you. They're going to need to convalesce for a little while. As sickos, do we really want Nebraska to get better? I'm going to say yes, because the rise is always fun. That's true. The turnaround is part of the fun of this. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have nothing bo- but faith in Nebraska's ability to get blood poisoning again. Or be more entertainingly bad. They got boring bad this year. I think that was the problem. That's true. Once, once Scott Frost went down, like it just flatlined. Whereas I think, I think Matt Rule is going to make them at least entertaining. Nebraska, bring back the veer. Do it. Bring back the flying wedge. Ooh. I posted about the flying wedge today and people were just like, I can't believe that was ever allowed. I was like, I know it was allowed for two years because people were dying. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that the, the one of the causes that Teddy Roosevelt got involved is like, yeah. no, no flying wedge. So, so the Teddy Roosevelt thing was way later, actually, it was okay. about a decade later. But this was so like like 20 people a year were dying in college football at this point, and they still thought this play was too dangerous. Like that's because they would literally just interlock arms and try to push someone across the line. Mm -hmm. It was insane. Like what if Red Rover, but on offense? Yeah. (laughs) And when you read Alonzo Stagg's notes from those plays and his playbook, it was assumed that the defensive linemen were going to try to jump in front of this thing. Like they were just built differently back then. It was all the whole thing was predicated on the defensive linemen, like taking steps forward towards third, you know, 12 guys coming at you at full speed, locking arms. And that your response was going to be to move in at that. No, thank you. You were describing the battle of the frontiers. The reason we don't have this anymore is that all of these people died in world war Mm one. It's, it is some super like Roman cavalry shit. The mountain West schedule dropped lots of schedule drop. Let's put it that way. Colorado state. What are you doing? I want to. I want to say. It, I want to say it in the voice of the the video, if I can do it, and just summon my Louisiana here, Colorado State. Oh no! What is you doing, baby? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when is their bye week, Kamish? Week two. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, let's go. Week zero. So week two, September 9th. Oh, what? What? No. Why? No. And then no, they have. No. 10 straight games. That, no, I sorry. 11, 11 straight. straight games. Yep. Well, they needed to like take a little power nap before Coach Prime. That So that one's going to be a lot of fun. They open with at Wazoo. Yeah. Which is going to be a lot of fun too. Then after that though, it is just awful. I, I don't, I mean, this, this reminded me of the year like at Scott Frost, not last year with Nebraska, but the year before. Mm-hmm. It's like, they played like nine straight games, like week zero, nine straight, didn't have a break. I'm like, you need a break. Mm-hmm. And then Colorado State is just, no, like, what, what are you doing? The football you will continue until yeah. morale improves. Hey, it seems that way. Oh, my God. Hey, hey, Rams. Like, okay, I see that you're at Hawaii on November 25th. Maybe, like, just stay there for a little bit. It's awesome. Hawaii over Thanksgiving is the best. Like, just just hang out there for a while. Go to a luau, watch the humpback whales. Like, just just hang out in your little chill-out tent for a little bit. So I'm I'm trying to scan real fast to find earlier, the, the other places that had really early bye weeks. Hey, ULM, into 2021, there was a week two bye week. Yeah. After Kentucky and before Jackson State. Yeah, that was... I don't think they had another open week the rest of the year either. No, they didn't. It, it did not go well. Don't, don't do it. Take it. Why? You need to buy like 
No, Colorado State, it, don't do that. Like three, even week three is early. Week three feels like you're not getting your money's worth. But week two, the so the after after Colorado State's week two buy, the latest buy in the the earliest buy in the Mountain West is week five, <laughs> and that's San Jose State. Like Take a that, look at Hawaii. Hawaii is playing a week zero game and only has one buy. Yeah, they're playing thirteen. They're playing thirteen games. Yeah, woofda. Yeah, they, that's what they usually do. Mm-hmm. They usually play the 13 games and only get one buy. A lot of the other teams that play Hawaii end up taking, if they don't take the, the second, the 13th game they get the option of, mm-hmm. they'll take two buys. Okay. But, but yeah, no, they're playing, they're playing all the way through getting to go to, getting to go to uh, Nashville. That's the, the return, one. the return, the return game. and Stanford's going out to the islands, Oregon. They're playing away at Oregon. God, Hawaii, what are you doing? Getting paid. Well, Mexico state goes out there too. No. Uh, yo, that is Mexico yeah. state gets a fit. Oh, that's, Hey man, Jerry kills got this figured out. Yeah, it does. That's beautiful. So I, get, so I got the tattoo. He's ready. Let's shift over to more spring football. The XFL. We have Guardian Leaks. I got to better, work a better name for this. So originally, Guardians QB Quentin Dormady, who is a Central Michigan quarterback, w- was caught giving opposing teams plays from the playbook. <laughs> Do Y'all, we have to say like allegedly? Because I don't want to get allegedly. We'll say allegedly okay. because right. he, he's been reinstated. Okay. Apparently the... The XFL Vice President of Communications, Jeff Allstatler, said the league is actively reviewing a personnel p- issue in regarding a player on the Orlando Guardians who was released from the team yesterday afternoon. The statement continued. Additional information on the situation was brought to the attention of the league overnight, and the league has reinstated the player while it conducts a formal investigation into the issue. The situation is under review. We will share more details when it's appropriate. The statement did not directly de- name Dormady, nor did it clarify whether Dormady was reinstated by the league or the team. I know that a lot of their personnel stuff, like they, sh- they, they have like a, it's not franchise like most sports, like they all work out together. They all, you know, whatever. So this feels like a league thing, like trying to cover their asses. I, I don't know if the Guardians had the right to actually fire him. I wanted to be like, well, I mean, it makes it sound like, hey, we've, we found additional information and so we have to reinstate him. Please let the additional information be like they were all at the backup quarterback slumber party and they were playing truth or dare. And well, somebody dared him and, you know, you have to. <laughs> and then he gets packed the lynch because he had to, too. <laughs> we've all been there. The second time wasn't because he had to. Yes. It was just it was just really electric, that feeling. I know Paxton Lynch's granddad. This is the most <laughs> awkward conversation. Oh, man. <sighs> oh, Let's gosh. talk about the wind in Vegas again. Let's, Sorry, let's Regis. Okay, so, 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 so Vegas week two at home. Vegas is back in the fucking desert, that, that awful stadium. They're no longer trying to hide the fact that it's an awful stadium. The, the camera shots are definitely way further back now. You see kids like chasing each other on like a dirt patch like on the side of the stadium like like you do like minor league baseball games i mean it was a former minor league baseball yes. stadium so it makes sense so you kids like reach kids like ring around but it wasn't rain this week it was wind and it was like 35 mile per hour wind and every time they cut up to the booth the guys were holding on for dear life like in jackets like holding on to things and in, in, in the scaffolding in the scaffolding and then yes. they would cut to like the defensive the offensive coordinators up there and they would also look very unhappy <laughs> <laughs> so and like course, did this look like outtakes from the jesus christ superstar musical yes exactly <laughs> what it looked like and and the worst thing was that like the wind is shaking things all the yeah. cameras are shaking all yeah. the you know they're trying to do sideline interviews and the wind is just gusting you can't hear anything 
And so the audio is nothing but wind. And then it, the audio would drop because someone cursed because we're still having the thing of like, we're pushing the drop audio button very liberally. And it, it was, it was such a bad broadcast. God. How was shaky was the cam? Bad. So enough, was it, enough like, that, like on the scale I, from one to Cloverfield, where were we? <laughs> about, uh, about like too shy of Cloverfield because okay. like, like, like Blair Witch minus. Okay. <laughs> it, it wasn't, it was enough that I definitely, I don't get motion sick very often, but I definitely started feeling it Ooh. because those like horizontal line, like the lines of the field were just moving. Oh no, I hate that. Yeah. Hate that. So, so the, the best part about this is because the XFL has the weird kickoff rule. So the XFL has a weird kickoff rule. Like basically you can't move until the, you know, the receiver kicks it. The kicker's all the way back there by himself. And the everybody's lined up within like five or 10 yards of each other at like the 35, 25, you know, in, in that area before the ball's kicked. Now, typically in the NFL, if it's very windy, you know, one of the other players will decide to hold the ball. Yeah, when guys the just kicker. get the ball, yeah. Just, just hold the ball, no problem. Since it's the XFL and all the players have to line up <laughs> all the way on the other side of the field, they had a ref actually have to hold the ball for the kicker yep and oh my god that's so great yep the ref was holding the ball because why not perfect sport just perfect sport every time i watch an xfl broadcast i'm like hey this looks pretty good or like this looks like a game even though you know i think i think almost every game has hit the under because they're just (laughs) not scoring what they you think they would but then it looks like this so you're telling me the entire xfl is iowa yeah. Yes. It feels like it feels like they made the plane out of Iowa. And uh, apparently the other issue is that like I said they all practice in North Texas. Like North, their base is in North in South Lake in North Texas. And all the players come back here every week to practice. And so apparently the shit talking here also leads to a lot of shit talking in the games. <laughs> so you've had very fighty games lately because these players are basically living with each other in Texas. And then flying out for these games because they don't actually practice in Vegas. It's like a high school that just goes on weekly field trips. Yes. Or they're, well, or they're like the, like every once in a while in minor league baseball, you'll get like the perpetual travel team that doesn't have Mm -hmm. a home. Yeah. They're all that. Except, well, you know, we we said USL, USFL was that last year, but this year there's homes. There's four hubs this year, which is. Just like Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, is Pittsburgh playing in Pittsburgh? Nope. They're playing in Canton. Yeah, who's the other team? Who's the other team in Canton? Is it who's the other team in Canton? Is it New Jersey? Maybe they're it's it's they're the only set of teams that are not playing at least one of them in a home stadium. Yeah, I think it's New Jersey. The New Jersey, New York, New Jersey Generals. I think. Oh, they could be in Detroit. I don't know. I, I almost said hit. I almost said Hitmen, and that's not it. It's wrong. Wrong league. Wrong league. That's the old XFL. <laughs> the first version of it. Yeah, wait. We have to be really careful. Which XFL are you talking about? Because there's XFL a lot of them. One I rewatched that stupid fucking like like coin flip kickoff dash again. And God, that was a bad idea. Like who the fuck let them do that? It's so stupid. The other thing about the XFL, the beer snake is back. We love the beer snake. Hail. Audi Field. Beer snake. Audi Field. Let them bring the beer snake back. But they had a code of conduct that I'm going to read from. No rules, just snake. For the safety of all fans. Because a beer snake can strike when no one's looking. Get a hand on it. Sorry. The beer snake will be permitted in sections 136 and 137, contingent on fans following the game day code of conduct. One. That's a. Okay. Mm -hmm. So pause. 
just for a little bit of an English major moment. Is it that the beer snake is permitted in those sections contingent on the fans following the game day code of conduct? Okay. Does that mean that if they don't follow the game day code of conduct, the beer snake is not permitted in those sections? Or does it mean that now the beer snake has to move to different sections? <laughs> it's like shoots and ladders. You have to. Yeah. Well, no, I, or like beer snake purge. So you don't follow <laughs> the codes and, and the code of conduct. And so now the beer snake can be everywhere. Right. One, no cups may be thrown from within the section or from outside the section to join the beer snake. Two, all cups may be, must be passed to a location of the beer snake to be added, and, or you may provide your cups to a defender's representative who will bring the cups to a beer snake. How do you get that job? How? Right? The best job. What are you? I'm the beer snake concierge. <laughs> I wonder if that sucks, though. Like, like secretly, like, you get all these drunk people coming up to you like, hey, I want to. Oh, oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely, like, <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna throw a lemon at your ass <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't hear about lemons this week i wonder if they stopped selling those they, nice little like they did throw lemons again they did okay <laughs> yes i thought they would be smart enough not to serve those fucking cocktails anymore <laughs> no god, i might be- have to get down to dc to observe this in person googling nope. dc defenders tickets they had a they um, had a in section that, 136 of 137 oh, yes. obviously yeah definitely they had a chant that broke out, and it's basically, you know, fuck Dan Snyder. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, and then so I started to realize one of the guys who follow, like D- Doug Reyes, who I think is a Podcast After Dark uh, yeah. producer, he said, like, nobody realizes how much we love football, but we can't stand Dan Snyder. So mm-hmm. they're just going all in on this XFL, and I love it. Only empty cups may be added to the beer snake. Who's adding half-filled beer cups to the beer snake? So now you're the the cup representative waiting for people to chug in front of you to add more right. to the. Okay, this is going to be bad. Or I, or I I offer to chug your beer. Oh, okay. well, I mean, okay, sure, that sounds good. Yeah, I'll, I don't. Okay. You know, I I again, like you and I are both you and I are both parents. I've I've had gross backwash drinks all the time. It doesn't matter to me. That's a lot of spit to imbibe in one game. No, you know, not doing. You know, you know what? I will be I will be so healthy from then on out. Though I will catch everything. It will be full of every disease. Listeners, I apologize for saying that sentence. I hated saying it, and I really hate <laughs> thinking about it. There you go. Uh, number four, any throwing of cups or other projectile objects within the seated area or onto the field of play are grounds for ejection. So now we have two no-throwing rules. Well, but I, I assume this one's specifically about the lemons. This They didn't say it was about the lemons, but this one feels like it's exactly about the lemons. And five, the cups from the beer snake must be properly disposed of in a stadium receptacle at the conclusion of any game. Please drink responsibly. Well, so, so much for finding a good home for the beer snake. So you can't take the beer snake home. That's that's the worst part. Now, the beer snake today actually got really big. Let me drop a picture for you guys. I'm so excited. Oh, so Please I'm to inform I'm you that general admission tickets for the DC Defender game on Sunday, April 16th at Audi Field start at $18. Yeah, super reasonable. Hmm. Trying uh, to figure out how much it costs to sit in with Section 136 and Ticketmaster is not cooperating. Rude. Uh, are you surprised that they don't actually have, like, I assume it's all general admission. That's it's not all general God. admission. There's, like, verified tickets with seat numbers also. Oh. Yeah, that's the beer snake. They actually got a really good one going today. Dude at the bottom has it on his shoulder. That is a very good beer snake. I like that has to be kind of heavy for the guy at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Seriously, and he's like at a ledge. I don't think it's that far because he's at the bottom of the thing. But uh, it, all, it almost looks like that beer snake is about to knock him onto the field of play. Yeah, they Pop can the attack at any time. 
But yeah, the beer snake was doing good today. I, I was super impressed. Someone said it was a great idea to help like the folks that have to clean up all the shit after the game. At least all the cups are in one place. That's true. Mm-hmm. So the XFL is still doing their things. I feel like throwing that away would take a while. Yeah, yeah what do you, you have to separate it. You can't just like pick up the whole stack and put it in a trash can. Yeah, you have, yeah. To, you have to break it down. It, it, it won't fit in the trash can, I don't think. I do love the idea of someone like picking it up and standing it on end in a trash can and it just like reaching <laughs> way, way, way higher than the entire Oh stadium. God, it's just going to be about the 500 hats of Bartholomew Cubbins and I'm yes. so excited. Yes. Because that's, that's the ultimate lazy dude thing to do, right? Like, yeah, you, don't, yeah. like you don't fold up the pizza box. You just stack the pizza box like half into the trash mm-hmm. can. Just Except someone just goes like, I'm just going to drop this in there. Except this is no, in no way a lazy dude thing because you're going to need to get a cherry picker to do it. <laughs> Well, what you do is you move, you have the guy at the bottom move down towards a garbage can and then slowly tilt it up. Then, the ever, then the like the fucking, the fucking flags at Iwo Jima. <laughs> Beer snakes of our fathers. Uh-huh. This, this is our Mount Suribachi. Yep, exactly right. <laughs> my One of my favorite photoshops I ever did was so early on. And it was the, the guys lifting the flag, the picture of the guys lifting flag at Iwo Jima with Brutus Buckeye behind him, like cheering him on. <laughs> Yeah, I think I was asking to do stuff like that. Two <laughs> seconds after they took that picture, you see them all doing like the little Ohio arms. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah they missed <laughs> that part. Afterwards, they went O-H-I-O. Yep. So then we move on to basketball. Cue the music. Basketball. Gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. And we're gonna do things now. We've Crown some champions. We have the first tickets punched. I want to say congrats to, oh God, I'm going to say Fairly Dickinson? Farley Dickinson? I have a family friend who is an alumna, and I'm pretty sure it's Farley Dickinson. Farley Dickinson, okay. Uh, Farley Dickinson is going on as the NEC conference because conference champion and regular season champion Mary Mack is still not eligible to go to the the NCAA tournament because they're in year like three of their transition. Dumb. Dumb and stupid and I hate it. Fix yeah. it. It feels even dumber in basketball for some reason. I think because the like, it's just not like the transition is not, it's not like your number of scholarships varies or anything really. Like, right. uh, I don't know. It's dumb. This is eight, There's 862 teams. It's all made up. Let them play. Yeah. Right. I, 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 I no think reason. like the rule is like, what, they can't do it for like four years or something? It's a, it's a long ass time. I, and, like, I mean, like I could see like one year. But four? That's ridiculous. Yeah, and, it's, and some it's, conferences don't even let them play in their conference tournament. Dumb. Yeah, it's like designed to disincentivize like level jumping, but like I don't really see how that would be incentivized anyway. Like, who's gonna level jump now? Like, there's just gonna be like a random school created out of nowhere. It's like, like hey, do, we're going to Division One. We're gonna go to, right in the to do, tournament. To do what? That's the thing. Is especially like we're not talking about like Liberty trying to you know get their you know jump up and. By their way into the club, we're talking about a, like schools that have been around forever yeah. that are just mm-hmm. moving up for whatever reason. And yeah, I don't know. It's do it, Tomcats, do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Once once they start winning more than one game a year, we'll have a cut. We'll have a talk. I meant football. Basketball team was fine this year. They're okay. Basketball team was okay this year. Other teams that have uh, punched their ticket to the dance: uh, Southeast Missouri State, CMO, won the Ohio Valley Conference. UNC Asheville won the Big South. Also, I'm going to be going to Asheville next week. I'm very excited about that. Oh, enjoy. For, for a spring break trip with a friend of mine. So that should be a lot of fun. Bradley. Go to the, go to the Moog Museum. 
Was that there? Okay. Thank you. Gotta go. Uh, <laughs> Bradley won Arch Madness, the Missouri Valley Conference. And Kennesaw State, Hoot Hoot, is going to their first NCAA Division I men's basketball tournament. Hell yeah. And go they out. they beat Lee's ass. But by one point, but yes, they beat that ass. They beat that ass. Bleak it. it. Oh, yeah. Of course I will. <laughs> of course I will. Happy for all those teams. Let me see who we have finishing up tomorrow. I think we got the SoCon championship coming up tomorrow. I believe we have, um, you know, some Southland second round action. Uh, Sunbelt finishes uh, tomorrow. Sunbelt tomorrow. That's right. And then I think who else is the championship? Just those two tomorrow. And then on Monday, oh, Tuesday, we have the CAA, the Horizon, the no- – is that wrong? Looks like the Horizon League. I see the CAA. Oh, it is. It is Northeast. Northeast is finals is tomorrow, but they've already decided their champion because of Miramax issue. Summit League. Yeah. And then the West Coast Conference. The gauntlet is finishing up. (laughs) By the way, Pepperdine, even though they were three and a half point favorites in round one against Pacific, they lost that game by like 15. Ouch. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who the fuck thought Pepperdine like by five was the correct bet. Come on. Vegas made someone made a lot of money off that. So in the gauntlet, we do have something interesting because today BYU number five seed beat uh uh LMU. Who's the fuck is that? Loyola Marymount. That one. So they beat the four seed Loyola Marymount and six seed San Francisco beat third seed Santa Clara. So we have a five seed and a six seed going into the round against BYU five seeds playing St. Mary's, who's the one seed, and six seed San Francisco is playing two seed Gonzaga tomorrow. Okay, mm. that's also great. What was which game? One of those games commission was the one that was like past twelve thirty and showed up on the wrong ESPN page. Oh man, it was it wanted to. Uh, I think it was Santa Clara, San Francisco. Santa Clara, yeah, the Dons. Yeah, <laughs> it kept showing up on the wrong page because the tip off time was like basically twelve thirty a.m. Eastern. <laughs> <laughs> Like oh, all, good, all good basketball should be played. At, I wanted know, I wanted specific. you guys to listen to this thing here. So you know how you have the radio call when somebody's one team makes a buzzer beater and everybody's happy. Oh, hold up. Let me here. Let me let me share it. I, I can I can screen share now. So hold up. Okay. So click on that. And I'll uh, yeah here. I'll I'll play it for you guys. We can all watch. While it. that is loading, I do want to say that I appreciated and missed the like twenty four hour tip off marathon that used to happen at the beginning of college basketball season, and I really wish they would bring that back because college me really enjoyed it. Wait, what was that? So I remember in like twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen there was like the tip off marathon, right? And I don't know that it was the full twenty four hours, but like they opening day of college basketball season basically it was like we're gonna have a different game every two hours and there's just gonna be basketball Mm -hmm. and like they'd have somebody at hawaii and it would tip off super late and i remember watching basketball at like two o'clock in the morning because i was in college then midnight madness bring it back midnight midnight madness Midnight 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 Madness is the first practice though right it can be yeah Uh, this is uh what game is this Kamish? this is wofford and uh, Walford and I believe it was UNC Greensboro. My volume up. And this was a buzzer beater. And this is someone's reaction to a buzzer beater that didn't go their way. Threw it to length and got fouled. Now 2.8 seconds. Buzzer beater here. Oh, no. No! No! No, I'm devastated. I'm devastated. They're celebrating, right? This is the worst. This is the worst. 
threw it to LinkedIn and got fouled. Now 2.8 seconds. I we can do it, it again. I don't care. Yeah, 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 yeah it's <laughs> great. Okay, okay, okay. I've, uh, I've okay, listened to it so many times. Oh, no. No! like the presence of mind to be like no i'm devastated this is the worst is my favorite part about this because he's like he's not just screaming <laughs> he's we narrating need... his pain oh my god we need to retire the wilhelm scream and use this mm-hmm. it's so good it's, it's yeah uh, remind uh, me it was... i actually i actually do need to clip it because we can use that for audio set with audio sound effect a yeah, lot definitely. oh yeah it was um I, I think the video was from coleman crawley uh, he's at sharp shot select he was the one that was on the the side. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I this came across this came across my feed, and UNC Greensboro lost on a buzzer beater, and I, I saw this video, and I, I I've I've watched it so many times. It's just I, I don't know, man. I, I I don't mean to laugh at somebody's pain, but it's hilarious. We've all been there, right? Like, <laughs> that's that's the thing is that I think we can all. Oh yeah. yeah. We, we always talk about buzzer beaters, and you know, we we always see like the fun side of buzzer beaters. But we've all also experienced the other side of it. Well, I haven't because Dartmouth never lost by buzzer beater. They were always down by 20, so it didn't matter. But <laughs> I assume that other teams have lost. You all have also had those feelings before. Hey, uh, hey, pick girl, do you want to talk about Miami? <sighs> I honestly, I'm not mad. I'm a disappointed. little disappointed uh-huh. in the officiating. Oh, um, okay. I didn't know where it was going. And... Just generally, I spent the last possession of that game chanting, we just needed two, we just needed two, we just needed two, and then Pitt hooks up one of the worst three attempts I've ever seen. And it almost goes in anyway. Although I would like to take this moment to remind all of our Pitt listeners that uh, we're not sitting here being mad about this if we had had our shit together against Notre Dame. So at one I'm glad. Aren't you glad we we brought you up on the podcast, even though you weren't there? When we- I did. I really enjoyed that. Uh, the pit girl must be absolutely unhinged right now. Oh, she is. Was oh, I, beautiful. Oh, I was. I was still there. I was still unhinged. That was. I'm always unhinged. How do you? How do you? How did you guys drop a game as Notre Dame? Just. So Notre Dame has evidently been like very like has they have a winning record at home this season, which is weird. And it was also Mike Bray's last game. So oh, there's some okay. of the like weird like oh everybody's got feelings part of this happening. So now Pitt has to go through Duke is what we're is what we're what we're at. Maybe they play the winner of Florida State Georgia Tech on Wednesday. So I I yeah so I assume they win that one and then uh, if they get Georgia Tech yes if they get Florida State uh, oh God. we don't match up well with Florida State unfortunately. Got it. And Miami is the number one seed in the ACC because this is a weird ass year. It's very strange in the Virginia ACC. for their share of the ACC championship as well. A lot of people got had some feelings about me saying that the ACC should be a zero bid league. I'm just going to say we had some people have some feelings about that. Yeah, how about that? About I, that, I like I like how everybody like gets really upset, and then I have to go clarify it's like, hey, um, you, you know, not to take us seriously, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Ex- like except that, except that I've been hanging on the ACC for so long at this point, I feel it is part of my brand now. Seriously, you you do the ACC slander, but it's just like people just get really upset. <laughs> like like this is I can't believe it, and then I'm like, look at our profile picture, look at the name of our account. You're taking us seriously? Please don't. Please it's, don't. It's, like, it's like I told you the other day in chat. 
75% of my opinions are real opinions and just bad opinions. 25% of the time, I'm just saying shit to get people riled up. And I, I think that I think that that's a pretty good ratio for me because I notoriously have lots of bad opinions and I'm very proud of those bad opinions. <laughs> they just feel good to me. Having bad opinions just feels right to me. It's on brand. It does. That's fair. I will say, to be fair, in re-ACC discourse, I do think that there is some additional sensitivity to ACC slander this year from folks like myself who find themselves in the position that their team is on the bubble and... Oh, yeah. You know, someone deservedly so, but if you had a team with the same record and performance whose name was Duke, no one would be arguing about it. So, eh. You're going to be really unhappy then when, uh, when, like... 7 and 11 West Virginia just sneak or 18, 18, 13, 7, 11 in conference West Virginia just sneaks right into that tournament, right? I'm glad Ken Palm loves you because someone has to. I mean, Ooh. we know how the brawl went. <laughs> it's true. It is true. <laughs> it is true. Scoreboard, except not that one. <laughs> no, very much that one, actually. Uh, I also want to point out, by the way, once again, the Big Ten is an absolute clusterfuck in the center. And at the point tonight that uh, Northwestern's playing Rutgers, did they ever stop the fire? The game they, they did stop the fire in the scoreboard. Um, <laughs> one of the scoreboards at Jersey Mike's was smoking, and they didn't know what was going on there. But they did stop the fire, and and Northwestern was able to finish the game, and and they did defeat Rutgers at Jersey Mike's Arena. So that means Northwestern is the two seed. They are the, the two ten. seed. We are living in the upside down time. Northwestern is the two seed in the Big Ten in, in college but if, basketball. But if yes. they had lo- but if they'd lost the game against Rutgers, they would have been, been the nine seed. Nine seed, yes. And they would have had to play Rutgers again. So Rutgers stop the fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would like to take this moment to give a shout out to Maryland basketball for blowing it today, also. <laughs> <laughs> Any other bubble teams you want to give a shout out for for absolutely just shit in the bed i i want to give a shout out to the university of new orleans for kicking the shit out of uh houston christian aka houston baptist uh 90 69 in the first round of the southland the southland conference uh it was it was a a 10 and 19 uno privateers versus the 10 and 22 houston christian huskies so it was you let them score the sex number and then you didn't let them score anymore that's perfect that's right that's right (laughs) That's what that's what privateers do. They secure the booty. Um, <laughs> they score the sex number. Yar. Uh, no. <laughs> 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 now they got to play the Sea Law in the next round. The eighteen thirteen Sea Law. The South we, of the tournament. We don't call them anymore. That anymore. That's not their official nickname. They're Slew. Slew. I'm going to call them Sea Slow is the Billikens, and you cannot disabuse me of this notion. That's right. I was Southeastern Louisiana. So it's Hammond versus New Orleans, the fearsome battle. Just across across the lake. Uh, yep, that's right. Right across the lake. Big poncha train. And Laid in the bone. causeway. Oh, God. Right. Dead center. I, uh, I I want to give a shout out, or, or, or this is a this is me wagging my finger at someone. Tarleton State needed a new game after the New Mexico State game got canceled. So they pulled an NC, NCCAA team, Southwestern Assemblies of God, out of Waxahachie, Texas. Uh, you might remember Southwest Assemblies of God because they won the NCCAA national title, I believe, or came in or, or runner up. I watched that game because, of course, I did. 
if your if your school is named the Southwest Assemblies of God, what do you what nickname do you use? What initials do you use? Got it. What should you use? Swag. You got to go with swag. You should absolutely fucking be swag, right? No, they go with Sagu. What the hell? Southwest Assemblies of God's University. What the fuck? Sounds like an off-brand ragu. Yes, be swag. You have it right there. You can play like swag surfing before tip off. Like mm-hmm. you can lean into mm-hmm. this. It could be fun. Swag Jesus. Swag Jesus. <laughs> swag. swag Jesus. The mascot is he, just he like he serves. sitting backwards on a chair. Yeah. It's swag. youth, youth pastor with your, your power teen Bible. Just sitting backwards on a chair, rapping about how cool God was. God was the original Coolio. God, God could be swag surfing. That's right. He's just walking on the waves instead of surfing. Mm-hmm. But yes, it's perfect. <laughs> Just ridiculous. Uh, Commished. Let's talk about our poll. Our poll. When's that coming out? When are we going to do our poll? Uh, we're going to post the poll on the sixth, which will be Monday. It's the final sickos uh, basketball poll. Vote for the field of sixty-eight. The sicko sixty-eight, and we will do Twitter polling to go along with the March Madness games. So the the Twitter polls will be going along as as we're watching the March Madness games. I just implore you to vote for ten different teams. Because we want to give love to all the other ones. And we're going to do the auto bid thing. We're going to do the auto bid. Like whatever conference has the highest amount of votes, they're going to get auto bids. Just like the real tournament. Because, I mean, we, we take this incredibly serious here. Like Sicko's incredibly seriously. 68. So, I mean, we'll, we'll do it by like the NCAA rules, but like in a Sicko's way. So that's, that's what we do. Last year, our champion was IUPUI, the Jaguars. Ooey pooey, baby. Uh, which is, you know, they, they lost their tournament game. So they're no longer going to be named IUPUI. They're just going to be IUI. They have one uh, more year of IUPUI, I thought. They have one more year? Okay. I don't, I don't know. I thought it was the last one. So we'll find out next year, I guess. So, uh, fall twenty fall twenty twenty four. Okay. So yeah. Nice. So and one then, more year. And yeah. then IUP will be the last IUP standing. That's all right. <laughs> the Indiana the Indiana University of Pennsylvania. They could they could right. there can only be not one. the not not the nope. no no sorry no what is it yeah, that's right Indiana University of Pennsylvania yeah, right? yeah Indiana, Indiana University of Pennsylvania yeah, yeah. Indiana bleh, you guys got me all mixed up but then there's uh, then there's yeah. Pennsylvania University of California it's it's Cal it's California University of Pennsylvania, I Pennsylvania. think, but it's also becoming yes. Penn West, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. but IUP uh, will continue to exist. Last, last, last oop, oop, oop standing. Oop. <laughs> what is IUP's mascot? The Jaguars? It's Norman the Red Hawk. Oh. No, I, IUP, not IUP oh, okay. Yeah, Norman get your, the Red Get your Hawk. acronyms right, boy. How, how dare, I, I got confused. I'm tired, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you not know a Horizon League team and confuse it with a... I don't know what IUP plays. D3, D2? Yeah, they're in the PSAC. Okay, there you go. How dare I? How dare you? They were an How Elite dare. 8 team last year. Hey, oh. There you go. Apparently, IUPUI's gymnasium is nicknamed The Jungle. Sorry. <laughs> sure. Was that the Welcome. one that had, like, the parking for, like, the, the dog show or something? So so the men play at the state fairground. The okay. women still play on campus at the old The Jungle. Oh, okay. They call it. <laughs> Welcome to The Jungle. I hope they play every time with Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I do want to shout out uh, some, some women's basketball shout out to, to Caitlin Clark and the Iowa, the Iowa juggernaut who just, just obliterated Ohio state in the, uh, I think that was the big 10 tournament final. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, they were just, just obliterating. I think Caitlin Clark at one point was just outscoring Ohio state as, as a whole, like 21, 16 at one point in the first 
in the second quarter. So uh, shout out there, um, you know, Virginia Tech. Make her an offer, Brian Ferentz. That's right. Mm-hmm. She can put up points. You can do it. Uh, also, shout out to to Wazoo, uh, the Wazoo ladies, the 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 Cougs, which we we had a little trouble spelling Cougs on the. I, I mean, I have fuck, I have fucked that up so many times. <laughs> The Cougs we, versus what'd the you Houston do, like K O with an umlaut? No, no. no. So Houston's, Houston's Cougs is is C O O G S. Yeah. Uh, and then the actual Cougs for Wazoo is, is C O U G S. And and so we have we have I guess we've coined a, a term now. Uh, it's called Coog fusion. So we're a little we're confused which which Coog to to do that because. The, the, I, I, di- I didn't hear Coog Fusion. I heard Coog Fusion. Coog and I was thinking about some like really weird Houston, Seattle, Houston, Washington, like fusion cuisine. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what that would be. I, I have no idea. Yeah. Ish. Or like, like, is it Digimon where you can like mash the Pokemon together, the off brand yeah. Pokemon together? Oh, yeah. That. <laughs> hey, hey, okay. We'll, we'll do some, we'll do some Digimon talk this summer. I, I will rep for the first couple seasons of Digimon. They're very good. Okay. Okay. I'm going to wrap for the first couple of seasons of Digimon. Thank you very much. Uh, I want to jump back to women's basketball real quick. Also, Um, shout out to UMass women's basketball, which took the one seed in the A-10 title game to overtime. They did not win, but they got very close to beating St. Louis. So respect. I think that was St. Louis's first time ever making the tournament too, right? I don't know. The women? I I just, I only saw this in passing on Twitter, but was like, hey, UMass. Yeah, they took them to OT. That was a wild game. I think that was their... I think, yeah, I think that was the first time the the women ever made the the tournament. If if that was the final game, I think I'm not sure. Yeah, that was great, Wazoo. I think that was the first time they've ever won the Pac-12. So, oh wow, uh, amazing uh, victory for them. They were a seven seed, so which is incredible for wow. the Wazoo uh, ladies. They're they're 23 and 13. They they went through the gauntlet. They they won like essentially four games in a row to to win the Pac-12 ladies tournament. I really hope that they don't call them the lady, the lady Cougs, do they? I hope they don't. I, I hope not. I, I know. I, yeah, I know y'all's opinions on the lady, whatever teams. It's always such a weird. There are a handful of exceptions. Like lady Vols is fine, but generally speaking, ugh. sugar bears, the lady sugar bear. No, no, they're, <laughs> no, they're just the, it's, it's the central Arkansas bears and the girl women's teams are called the sugar bears. They've I tried to get that. away from that, but that's still I there. That more than I can possibly Right? Expect. Like, it just, it Ugh. really, it, it feels so... Gross? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. I wonder if Oberlin calls them the Lady Yeoman. Uh, Oberlin the Yo Women? The Yo Women? The Yo Women? No, I don't know. Oh, hooray, our team name is a cat call. <laughs> yo, yo I'm sure that'll go over super well at Oberlin. It is the, is the Yo Women, by the way. <laughs> yo Women, oh my God. All right. <laughs> I was just joking. Yep. No, you got it right. Guys, the yo women. Oh my God. Leaning out of a car door. Yo, women. <laughs> Do they, they play all their games in a construction site? <laughs> I'm going to stop. Oh, no. Okay. Guys, I think that's all we got before we get in trouble. Kamish, <laughs> it's so good to have you back. Thank you. It'd be great. Pit girl, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. We will see you guys on the other side. Yo, women. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, women.